Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's 12.33 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott here with you today. Lots of open talk time here. Right now is the time to get in your thoughts. So we were talking a little bit about <clears throat> whether Andrew Mangiapane was really worth the $5.8 million uh, price tag based on the performance of last year. It's got me wondering, you know, we talk about uh, in the offseason, anyway, it's kind of a bad time in my opinion to be talking about the worst contracts in the league, but... It just bothers the crap out of me to read an article about how Darnell Nurse is one of the worst valued contracts in the entire NHL when, number one, he hasn't even played a year on that deal, and uh, and number two, he's a number one defenseman on a team that just went to the Stanley Cup or the pardon me, the Western Conference Finals. So, uh, you know, and it seems to constantly be coming out of one writer that just cannot get past this 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 set of of brown colored glasses he's got on for for Darnell Nurse. So it blows me away and it just makes me wonder about the values of other guys around the league. Tyler Sagan's another contract up of $9.5 million, I think he gets paid. So uh, the, you know, there's a lot of them out there. I wonder what you think about some of the worst contracts in the NHL. 780-496-0063 is the number to call there. Just, uh, just looking at the Twitter feed here, and it appears we've got another Edmonton Oil King who has signed at least an AHL deal. Congratulations, Simon Cooper. Ubacek, a two-year contract with the uh, the Manitoba Moose. So he'll jump into uh, the system with uh, with Winnipeg there. Coming off of a season in which Kubasek, this is a guy you couldn't help but notice on the ice as you were watching Edmonton's run to the uh, Ed Chenault Cup. It, just in the sense that I mean, he's a mean hockey player in an era of not-so-mean hockey players, if you want to look at it that way. Is that oversimplified? Perhaps. But 133 regular season penalty minutes, he... That's intimidating out there. Watching him mix it up in the scrum with Reed Schaefer, that kind of thing was intimidating out there. And Winnipeg, with, uh, with eyes for it, they lock him in. I'm just trying to load his stats here, and I'm fighting with the internet, as you can hear me stalling on air. Let's see. There is the Czech-born players. He's a 2001-born. 6'2", 200 pounds is what he's listed at. I suggest he plays a little bit bigger than that. But yes, 41 points, 14 goals from the back end last year, and 133 PIMS. He also had 11 more points on those, uh, those 19 playoff games for the Oil Kings. So rewarded right across the board. Now you're starting to see the depth of this Oil Kings team and and really what helped propel them along. You wish that they would have done more of course at the uh, the Memorial Cup and you know, if you back that out to a 30,000 foot view it, to travel literally across the country and then play the opening night and, and it looked like it in that opening game. But uh, some of the, the key contributors including as you heard yesterday with Cam Moon, Jalen Lipen who are uh, locked up to these contracts. So not only did Cam talk to Lipen, Cam talked to Colin Fraser, who's one of the uh, sc- members of the scouting department in Chicago. They, they had this to say. It was definitely amazing feeling when I put uh, my signature on that piece of paper. Ah, 
Um, I'm a big fan personally. Um, being based in Sylvan Lake, close to Edmonton, I see Edmonton a lot just by default, uh, being close to the area. And and then they've obviously had good teams the last three seasons, really. And you hit it on the head. He's just a guy that does not go away. That's the term I use when I present him at the meetings. Is um, he's just like an annoying player that doesn't quit. So he's not the biggest guy. He's uh, not the heaviest guy. He has good skill, but not for NHL standards. He's not elite skill. He's just a guy that doesn't quit. And you use the word uh, willed himself. That's exactly what I said. If he never makes the NHL, he's going to die trying yeah. to do to get there. So there's not much more you can ask from, you know, a seventh-round pick. Like, you know, it's a shot in the dark. And the characteristic for me was pure determination and character. And he has... He has it and hasn't wavered from it. So it's not like he got drafted and decided he wanted to be a skill guy and try to put up numbers. He's stuck to what he is and what I think he will be in the NHL, and he got rewarded with, with his uh, NHL contract. Just to have that feeling and uh, just to be in the now and to have that deal done, it's, uh, it's an amazing feeling, and uh, I'm very, very happy. I guess so for the seventh rounder, who, by the way, in the Memorial Cup... Had a point in every single game. The loss to Shawinigan, an assist, a couple of penalty minutes there. The overtime win against St. John. That was kind of Jackson Weeb's coming out party, but uh, but he did have an assist there. And then against Hamilton, he had one of the two goals in the game that saw them bow out of the tournament. So Leipen, after 64 points in 66 games, finds himself there. Uh, he's, he's a 2002 birth year, so I think that might put him... Does that make him a 20 next year? I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. I'd have to figure that one out. But good for him. Good for Jalen Leipin. And again, good for Simon Kubasek, who becomes the latest to uh, to join out of the the Oil Kings program. Todd from Trochu was texted 780-496-0063, said, just wanted to send a big thanks and props out to Zach Cassian for all that he's done for the Oilers. Too bad that he has to be the casualty of moving forward. I think a lot of players in that room really liked him. Sad that he's basically not allowed to fight anymore and we're going to miss his crazy eyes there. But that's how it goes, onward and upward. And I guess from here on in, all the best to Zach and his new venture. Yeah, hey, Zach Cassian, and to me, other than when he when he really wanted to turn it on, this is this is what we all know about him. There there was few players in the league like Zach Cassian, but I think it's uh, it's especially tough for a player in his role in the modern NHL to get the benefit of the doubt in terms of the call. And how many times did you and I sit there and watch a hard hit by Zach Cassian that ended up being charging or boarding or something like that? And to me, the way that they officiated Zach Cassian, and especially in the final year, it kind of curbed his ability to play the role that they then needed him to play. When they signed him to that contract at more than $3.5 million, or more more than $3 million, sorry, per season, they're paying him not only to to have that physical edge but but of course to score and contribute in the top six and then 
frankly, the development thing changed. And you know, all of a sudden, you had Pugliarvi, who was producing as a right winger in the top six. And Yamamoto, when he came up, and he was producing as a right winger. So that that knocks Zach down to where they need him to contribute in the physical realm once again in order to really fulfill what that dollar was paying for him. And that physical element is tough to bring when you're being hyper-policed by the NHL referees. And and I really, I do think that that, for, for as many of the times as we were frustrated by Cassian curling away from a hit at the last minute or what have you, I think that he just had to remain disciplined like that because otherwise the referees were were way too willing, in my opinion, to, to send him to the sin bin. So things changed. Things changed over the lifetime of that contract. It was something that they needed to offload, I think. Think that getting rid of that obviously you've got Evander Kane who can score 35 goals now this year and fulfill the same intimidation role that's that's a much more productive contract as we know but hey I mean Ken Holland for the heat that he took he did manage to unload that contract and and for whatever's left of Zach's career whether it be in in Arizona moving forward or anywhere else you know we we of course wish him the best uh Rob in Edmonton says people are are very accomplished complainers these days uh use that same level of commitment and backing your team this season instead uh I think that was with specific reference to people complaining about Darnell Nurse's contract. Colton on that subject says it was an overpayment, but time will tell. Oh, and that was a lot of money for Oliver Shillington to pay a D-man to be <laughs> to be Connor's pylon. Colton, I love it. So, okay. Mangiapani was an overpayment, but time will tell. I see what you're saying, Colton. And for Shillington, that is a lot of money to pay a pylon. Shillington skates pretty darn well. They do. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. When you see Connor McDavid training in the offseason, I'm not sure there's a D-man in the league who wouldn't look like a pylon next to him. Maybe not named Kale McCarr, of course. Who, by the way, is on a golf course in Calgary somewhere. I was trying to, trying to organize an interview and... I had to take the back seat to uh, to Kale, so it is what it is. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Luke says, uh, Darnell Nurse, not a $9 million defenseman and never will be. JJ says, I like Nurse a lot, but uh, you absolutely have your Oilers glasses on if you think he will live up to that contract. He won't, and it's very likely that all of those D-men who signed at that time last year won't. It was a snowball that got out of control. That, JJ is exactly right and sometimes you need to pay market value to keep your guy Edmonton's not the only team that's 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 had to float maybe a million or two extra dollars there's something to be said about keeping your core together too right like if he plays at a seven and a half million dollar value and he's part of this leadership team and has been a lifelong oiler to me that's worth an extra million and a half dollars it is. Darnell Nurse means more to the Oilers than what you pay him to do on the ice. $9 million is a lot of money, I get it, but as JJ has pointed out, there is a lot of defensemen around the NHL making $9 million. And if you let Nurse walk, because he's not play- playing for less than that, I promise you, even even Wayne Gretzky said, I, I need to you know, make the 
the money that I feel like I'm worth. And that's how he ended up in Los Angeles, or at least in part. Um, but Darnell Nurse is also entitled to get paid, and it's not his fault the market was set where it was. So. Ryan, who goes by Buckshot in Calgary, says, Nurse, LOL, giveaway king in the playoffs. Giveaway king, he was hurt in the playoffs. He's had a couple of giveaways. Boy, we've known him to have giveaways, but he was hurt. He was really hurt in the playoffs. Not an excuse. You just like you can't possibly sit there and try and and tell me and convince me that Darnell Nurse's value or Darnell Nurse is the player that we saw in the final three games of the regular season as he's playing with a torn hip flexor, and uh, and then say that he's not going to be worth nine million dollars. So, uh, all right, another texter says uh, number one, he's not even the number one Oilers defenseman on any team. Uh, sorry, not the number one defenseman on any team beside the Oilers. Number two. Nowhere worth the value is going to be paid. Stop telling other people to take off their glasses when I need, uh, I need to take off my glasses because I'm paid by the Oilers. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have a completely objective opinion on that. I am not paid by the hockey team. Luke says, uh, we've hit the nail on the head here. He should be getting paid what he's worth. Might not mean everything in the... In the in, in uh, again, in terms of the production you're getting on the ice, but you have to keep guys in town. And if Edmonton's not paying Nurse nine and a half million dollars, someone else will. Maybe, maybe we'll keep this conversation going. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're talking. Uh, well, we've we've kind of morphed this into <laughs> quote unquote uh, bad contracts around the league. Is Darnell Nurse worth his? Uh, what about uh, what about Andrew Mangiapane? What about Jesper Brod? Maybe you care less about him because he plays for New Jersey. But a six round pick coming off of a pretty good year that makes two thirds of what Nurse does. All that coming up. It's Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. 49 in Edmonton. I'll remind you, some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I guess while we're talking about contracts, I mean, yes, Apoyarvi signing a one-year, $3 million deal. Likely that you let us know how you felt about that when the deal was signed, but I'm curious what you think of that as well. I haven't been here. We haven't had that conversation. So a year at $3 million for Paul Yarvi. It avoided arbitration. Always a good thing to avoid arbitration, unless you're in favor of sitting in a room with your boss and, and basically going back and forth uh, about why you're not worth the amount of money that you think you are. But I don't think that that's really what anybody wants to do. And that would be the reason why Yakov uh, Trenin of Nashville would theoretically be or is going to be the first player in two full seasons to have his salary decided by an arbitrator. This was a contract that was signed to be traded, I would suggest. One year really suggests that. $3 million. I'm sure he could have gotten more somewhere else on the market, but let's see what Pulley can do. Let's see what spot he can earn out of training camp, and let's see where the value ends up if they don't end up moving him before then. We'll have a conversation with David Staples after the 1 o'clock news about that. But uh, as far as Oilers' contracts go, that one definitely has to be 
of interest. Boomer has said with respect to Darnell Nurse, if he was the leader you say he is, he would have left some money on the table the same way McDavid and Dreisaitl did. No interest in an eight-year deal until the number grew. And if you're more interested in money than competing for a cup, you're the wrong player for my team. Fair enough, Boomer. That's a fair fair uh, stance to take. Another texter says, I'm a huge Nurse fan. Oilers fans are ridiculous toward their own defensemen and goalies. Nurse gets a ton of points while not playing on the power play. Well, maybe not so much in this recent year, but the year before, absolutely. And this texter says, I watched him skate back and, and stop way more plays than he gets credit for. Stop being so stupidly hard on our defensive players and our goaltenders. Otherwise, the whole team might lose. This was one reason the Oilers had tougher time getting guys. Defensemen make mistakes, even the best. Do you want no defensemen like before? Not likely. IMAC says Nurse didn't have to take the max. Other players have taken less. The excuse that the PA had a say is BS. I refuse to believe that nobody in his camp told him, Bud, you're not a nine-sheet player. You're going to have an entire fan base hating on you if you make more than 29, which is dry sidle, regardless of when the contracts were signed. You can't get everybody on the kind of sweetheart deal that Leon Dreisaitl was signed to, though. And again, it's not Nurse's fault that he signed his deal four years after Dreisaitl signed his, and this is what the market ended up being. You can't fault a guy for taking market value after the season that he had where, you know what? Like It, it really looked like he had taken a monumental step forward, and I believe that there is more to get out of this player. You don't think people are sitting there in Toronto and squawking about Morgan Riley every other season? Of course they are, but that doesn't mean that he's not a number one defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs, likely to make Team Canada the next best on best. Like, you had better have somebody. Who was the Oilers' top defenseman? Are you going to be happy with Evan Bouchard playing 25 minutes a game? I don't think so. Now, here's the good news, is that Nurse, with the addition or re-addition or, or I guess just re-signing of Brett Kulak on the left side and the emergence of Philip Broberg, now you don't have to have Nurse out there 26 minutes a night competing with Thomas Shabbat for the time on ice title. You don't because you've got better, more reliable options out there. And then he actually could, you know, maybe produce to the caliber of that $9 million a year guy. I don't think he's any worse than, say, Charlie McAvoy. I sure don't think that. Or Zach Wierenski, is that who you'd rather have? I don't want Zach Wierenski in a playoff run over Darnell Nurse. I want my guy out there clearing the front of the net, blocking shots. That's what I'd like. Maybe I've watched too much Western Conference hockey. Maybe you disagree. 780-496-0063. What player on the Oilers team do you not feel we should overpay? You seriously think the Pugliarvi contract is good? Yes, I actually do, Texter, because it's very tradable. Stop smoking crack. I'm sorry you may not get paid by the Oilers. You definitely can't backtalk them with the show that's paid for by the Oilers. <laughs> okay, well, you feel that way. <laughs> Wonderful. Dreisaitl signed slightly above value at the time. The contract became good. It was an overpay based on what he did and the comparables at the time. Probably a lot easier to say that a forward has exceeded his uh, his $8 million a year price tag when he's led the league in scoring since, put up 50 goals. I think that they really, not lucked out, but they had it figured out. 
If you want to keep Leon and McDavid happy, you got to keep their bodies around. And we all, bodies are buddies, I think is actually what that guy's trying to say. And we all know how close they are to Nurse. You don't want to turn into a Vegas organization where no one feels loyalty. And I agree with that too. Like It's a hockey team. It's not a collection of hockey players. It's a hockey team. And these guys have all been on the same hockey team for well over half a decade now. And they're pulling on the same rope. They're pulling in the same rope. So who, who? I'm just wondering which of the available players you thought was going to pull the share of Darnell Nurse for the next five years as this team's Stanley Cup window is finally open. Should they have let him walk? I'm, uh, I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% on that one. <laughs> Lots of flack coming this way. Colin says Nurse is a good defenseman, but not the elite defenseman that he will be paid. You cannot be a number one D-man when you're no better than the third power play option on your team. 88 NHL D-man, says Colin, had more power play time on ice than, er- than, uh, than Nurse did. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Will we see different looks on power play two? I mean, if if we don't see Evan Bouchard manning power play one at this point, I'm not the coach, but I think that it's about time that we see what the Bouch bomb can do when given the whole key to the kingdom. And then you've you've got different looks between Barry and, and Nurse on that second unit. How much time is that second unit going to get? I guess that remains to be seen. Remember how much of Nurse's scoring production came five on five? That's not a bad thing. I don't know why you'd try and sit there in your armchair and try and convince anybody that that's a bad thing that your defenseman's scoring five on five. I don't know. We'll see what David Staples thinks, because he's got opinions on Bouchard and Barry and Nurse and what other people think of this Nurse contract. He's written all about it in the Cult of Hockey. We'll step out here for a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. And when we come back, lots more of you and lots more well, it's contract talk. I guess we turned it into. It's Brendan Escott here on this Wednesday afternoon.